Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Digital Media Podcast. I'm Moharam Fichi and today I'm joined by the brilliant CEO of Fantaticals Labs, Jason Eggers. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. So Jason, what exactly do you do as CEO? So when you're CEO, especially of a small company, you wear multiple hats. So my day to day is making sure resource allocations used correctly, right? Right. Um, Making sure we set the vision and strategy. And then the multiple hats aspect of doing the books and and all the other things that come along with running small business. So what made you become interested in becoming a CEO? That's a great question. So it's always been in my blood since being a a young child, always starting up little businesses here and there. It's kind of always been there. So and then having my first job out of college, um, I was put into a nice situation where I got to work with a lot of different different um, business units. So sales, marketing, and support, I, and I was kind of at the intersection of that and seeing how everything ran. And I always treated that as if it was my own business, which served me well and, and fed me that desire of wanting to run my own business. Uh, what do you think is the most important part when working on like a team or something like that? Relational skills, it's the soft skills. And it's one of those things that's, you know, I have a tech background and I understand uh, that's where you're at too, right? Uh, tech background. And it's really hard for tech folks, it, on average to realize how important soft skills are, how to read people, how to interact with people in a way that's productive. It doesn't tear somebody down, right? Um, So that is absolutely the most important part of working in a small team, in my opinion. When working with others, how do you, what do you go to check for first? I want to know where they're at, number one, right? So you want to meet them, meet your team members so where they're at. So are they currently struggling with something, whether it be work-wise or personal-wise? Uh, you know, it's hard to keep work and personal lives, especially these days, separate. You got to know where they're at in order to then meet them there and help them um, overcome the hurdles that they need to overcome in order to be productive. So uh, what type of challenges have you faced when growing up and like creating all these different businesses? Failure and not just failure, the fear of failure. And I think the hardest part for people who, who want to start up a business but don't is that fear of the unknown. You know, what's going to happen? What what if I do fail? What happens? And so learning to, to let go of that and, and know that in the large scheme of things, it really doesn't matter if you fail. And, and to be honest, it doesn't matter if you're successful. It, it only matters to you yourself. The, the rest of the world doesn't really care. And that's helped me realize it doesn't matter if I fail. I'm going to give it my, my best shot. So how did you come to about like discovering that? Like how did you re- discover that like failure doesn't really matter in the in the grand scheme of things? It's it, it's a long process. So it's taken me I'm going to I'm over 40 now. It's taken me over 40 years to get to that point. And it's taken small little steps to get to that. So it, it takes a lot of challenges and a lot, and having to step outside your your comfort zone to overcome those challenges and put yourself in situations that you, you know you're not you don't want to be in and being okay with it and being present in those moments that's a great question so uh, i also heard before you talked about starting like small businesses uh when you were younger can you talk about them like what were some about or what were some of them sure absolutely uh, i i always had a, a planning mindset so i would plan when i moved to a different neighborhood i still had contact with my old neighborhood and i want to start a candy stand so and, and i want to franchise it have them run their own candy stand right that never came to fruition, it was a lot of planning. My first one that actually had success was a stress ball um, venture in, in the schools. So I found a way to um, make balloons, fill, fill them with water and flour and get the right uh, consistency. So that way, you know, it's it's just fun to play around with. And 
from there, I started selling on the school bus, started selling in the school buildings and found that, hey, it, this would really work well if you had different pricing tiers. So you could have different size. Um, you have a small stress ball and a large stress ball. And you have a little bit of upcharge for the, the large up stress ball. So that kind of led me into, into all this stuff. But I, my biggest, my first failure in that then was I forgot one of the key ingredients once. So, and one of the key ingredients is just flour and water. I forgot the water once. So, so I, I had these, all these stress balls with just flour in it. And all of a sudden in the boys' bathroom, I just hear screaming and yelling and it ended up being just a mess of flour everywhere. All these guys popping the balloons and I got shut down really fast by the school. That, that was, that was a funny story. <laughs> that was, it's one of my favorites. So during your project, uh, what do you think is like one of your proudest moments? <laughs> like what do you think is one of the proudest uh, achievements that you worked on? So when I first started off doing to the getting to the point where I'm getting to, it was like I'm starting where I'm what I'm doing now. You know, you you, you hope to have success and and support. I, I had a family at that time, so I quit my job and, and when I had my first kid, which is ridiculously stupid to do, but I did it right, which is also the best thing to do. I know it's contrasting. Um, so I thought success then was different. I thought it was okay. How can I provide for my family? Now I, I see success differently because now I have a team. So I see success as, and it's also the pressure on me of making sure that they're provided for as well. So it's not so much, hey, grow this huge company and make it big and sell for billions of dollars. Is how can I grow this company in a way that supports us for the long term and be, be able to look and see how all these families that, that, that I'm touching that are immediately employed, but also the ones who are partnered with us and how we're affecting positive changes in their lives and, and influencing them. To me, that's the biggest success I've had of my career so far. So uh, keeping on track with like success, do you consider yourself as successful now where you are at? It's always a challenge as a business owner. So there's always ups and downs and th that's a hard part of running a business. You got to learn how to stabilize yourself and not get too high about the highs and too low about the lows. Um, so as far as success goes, I, am I able to provide for my family? Yes. Am I able to provide for my employees' families? Yes. And by that metric, uh, are we filthy rich? Absolutely not. Are we comfortable right now? Yes. Do we struggle at times? Absolutely. But I still feel successful because we're able to keep everybody on board and not have to let anybody go. So what's your thought process behind creating things and creating like uh, like throughout the uh, startup businesses that you had throughout? What's your start? Uh, what's your thought process behind it? Absolutely. So the biggest thing to learn is how to have an open ear and to see opportunities and be flexible. Right. So you hear a lot about um, iteration, iterate early, uh, move fast, break things. But it's not just break things, it's learning and listening to your customers and clients. It's the people who are paying you that you need to listen to and not necessarily exactly word for word listening, but you're listening and seeing how, what the things are saying to find the underlying real needs and pain points for them. And once you become really solid and strong at learning what their true needs are, what their pain points are, now you have a way to attack those. That's something. That's something you build a business off of. If you know what their pain points are, you can have a solution. You're going to be okay. You're solving their needs and people are going to you know, give you money for solving their problems. So uh, I'm sure that like you as a CEO, like you come under like a lot of stress and pressure. So how do you or deal with that? Well, that's absolutely a great question. And it's absolutely necessary. You have to take care of yourself. And there's going to be spurts in everybody's uh, journey of doing this that you're going to push yourself beyond your limits. And that's normal. Um, it's not the way to do it health, healthy wise um, for the long term though. You have to have a good routine. You have to sleep, you have to eat well, 
you have to exercise because your body is connected to your mind, connected to your soul. It all intertwines together. You have to have a balance because humanity, being human, is all about staying in homeostasis. And you have to do that in your professional life as well. So you have to make an effort. Don't let it go out of bounds. So um, another thing that I noticed when I was doing some research on you is that uh, like on Twitter and stuff, you're all known as curious if you can like uh enlighten as to why you're uh why you're named that it cut out exactly when you said the handle but i, I know what you said uh so it it came back to my college days when i was uh, you know i decided what my major was computer science at that time and you know the internet was young back then this is the late 1990s yes uh, I'm, I'm ancient to you guys um <laughs> and i'm sitting in my dorm room and i'm, I'm signing up for the service called aol uh, america online right instant messaging and I didn't know what to name myself. So I just yelled, somebody's walking by the, the hallway. I said, hey, what should I sign? What should I call myself? And he knew my last name. He just goes, egg surplus. And just walked, he just kept walking. He never stopped his stride. He just set it through the doorway and kept going. I was like, you know what, that, that makes sense. Let's just do it. So that's just kind of what, what I picked. And then I just stuck with it forever. And that became my personal brand and how I kind of steer-stepped uh, my businesses. So throughout your journey on becoming a CEO, has there been anyone that like you looked up to that's that's fantastic um there's so many people that i, that I look up to and, and can thank for where i am today i think the number one thing that really inspired me was my grand grandfather my paternal side um and and by that i mean he, he started his own garbage company when he was um young um in st paul minnesota and how he did the story told to me at least is he would work through the back alleys and he would have a wheelbarrow and pick up people's trash, put in the wheelbarrow, put it in his truck and drive it to the um, uh, dump. And that's how he first started off until he made enough where he could get his own garbage truck. And eventually he grew to have two garbage trucks. Not a huge business, but it was able to sustain him and he had um, six kids. And, and, and it turned out he was able to sell it and retire off of it and live okay the rest of his life. So uh, going back to that previous question that I asked before on like one of your proudest uh, projects, what is one project that like you couldn't like stand working on? Yeah. Like, has there been one? Um, thankfully, I don't have to do those anymore. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think I think the hardest part is when you're not your own boss. How do you handle those jobs that you, you really don't want to do? Um, and that's when you have to tell yourself and, and that you're going to you have to treat it like it's your own still. You have to give the care you need because and you have to know that hey, there's a reason for it and for and sometimes you have to ask what what's the real purpose for this what, i need to understand fully why are we doing this what's the value to the business if we do this and if for me if i have that those um points it, i i i become like, i feel like i become a co-owner in that and that helps me um want to do it versus not want to do it right so you got you got to learn find your own way and your your method of finding a way to make something you hate into something that you love. So what do you think is the best way of going about that though? Stepping back and the, the current term these days is being present, putting yourself into the, 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 the project owner's shoes of the why, trying to understand the why. And if you, if you can't fill in the gaps yourself, start asking. You know, be nosy, push yourself outside your, your comfort zone and be nosy so you, you get the full picture of it. Because through that being nosiness, you're going to build not just relationships, but you're going to build a deeper understanding of the whys, which allow you to grow from being just an implementer of a solution to the driver in the future and you being in the driver's seat. Right. 
So uh, I have one final question for you, and that's uh, what would you recommend to a high school student who doesn't know who doesn't know if they want to go to college yet, but they still want to stay in the field? Keep learning. It, 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 college. Yes, I, I chose that path because that was the, the path that we were told to do basically back then. There's so many different paths now. Um, having a thirst for knowledge and iterating and doing projects, implementing that knowledge over and over again, and then finding um, um, real life use cases, pain, pain points and solving them. I think, I think that's more important than anything. Is there value in college? Absolutely there is. Um, but it does not have to be the only path that, for success. So you just have to have that thirst for knowledge and you have to hustle. You have to, but do it in a way that's balanced. So not one part of your life becomes unbalanced, which leads to unhealthiness because you want your, you know, your body wants you to be in homeostasis, right? Um, so you just have to be hungry and find the right path that works for you. Okay. Uh, thank you for coming on. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Great questions. Enjoyed this. This has been Mohan Fichi with the NYC Digital Media Center. Stick around for other episodes and follow us online.